This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boo babies. How's it going? It's going. Oh shit, it's going. <laughs> we climbing towards I'm the end going, of the year. Going. We are, we are definitely. Which reminds us, we need to do our um, December check-in. We do. We do. We do. I, I will be doing it on um, so, Wednesday when I bring your Christmas gift over. This girl is so adamant about giving me my gift on Christmas Eve, but I'm going to see her on Christmas, so I don't get it. Mm-mm, no, no, no. That's actually not Christmas Eve. That's the day before Christmas Eve. That's Christmas Eve's Christmas Eve. You're not giving me my gift then. Yes, I am. You cannot stop me. We're I'll be bringing seeing, it in here. Why if we're seeing each other on Christmas? Because I don't want anybody else to give you what I got you. Okay, this is the thing. This is if the thing. If they did, you could just exchange it. No, no, no. That's what we're about to make a pact on. If somebody gets you what I get you, you'll exchange theirs. Okay, fine. Okay, now you can get it on Christmas. Now I don't care anymore. Anyway. Yippity. So, um, yeah, how's it going? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was pretty relaxing. What did I do? What did I do? What did you do? I don't know. On we Friday, I don't know what I did. Weekend. On, ew. Didn't we? I don't know what I did on Friday. Oh, yeah. Okay, Friday. I don't know what you did. Hmm. Saturday, we did Kayla's B-Day. We did. Okay, that's what we did. On Saturday, we did. We had a nice intimate dinner for an intimate. Yes, an intimate dinner for an intimate. Yes. And then Sunday, I just went skating and kept it pretty low-key. What about you? What did you do? Friday, I don't know. Oh, Friday, Friday, I, I had my niece See, I that's what I did. What niece you have? My niece. I picked her oh, up. Oh, Chloe. Okay, don't, don't play. Don't start. My niece. My dog. You did. That's what I did. I was home with the dogs on Friday night. Yeah. I'm like, I know I did something. Um, Friday night, chilling. Saturday, intimate for intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, in verses, we will talk about that. Yeah. Sunday beach. Nice. Nice relaxing weekend. And now a bitch is officially on vacation from her white man gig. Can we get an amen? Amen. <sighs> yes. Good, I I'm made happy. it. Never would, never, 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 never <laughs> would have made it. <laughs> I'm glad never you're on your vacation. Never would have made it. God you need, damn. you deserve. You know what? I really wanted to fake work my way into vacation, but they made me crawl into it. Yeah, there was a lot to do. You had to really work your way I in. I had to real work, but well, I'm here. You're here, yeah. And tomorrow and you're going to have a great day. For some days i go back to work on the seventh or the sixth wow six or the seven she's jealous yeah <sighs> godspeed beloved but you'll be off for a week right mm-hmm. that's good i gotta get there though you bitch if you crawling i'm bear crawling i'm like i'm on yes and knees i wish we would have been off on the same week we could have been skating 
Yeah, that would have been nice if I was off this week. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You'll find something to occupy your time. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it's nothing. So, Period. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox. The same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us, our families trust us to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment that I can thoroughly enjoy. Usually I use a little bit of Clorox bleach in my whites to brighten those puppies up. But lately with the change of season and, um, you know, just infection rates going up. I've been using Clorox bleach on my hard, non-porous surface, my high touch areas, which would be my appliances, my door handles, all the things that people come into my house and touch on. I don't want those germs living in my home. So lately I've been doing that to keep things nice and tidy. You too can do the same to keep your home nice and tidy. And just remember that when it counts, trust Clorox. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Welcome. What's good? This is the part of our show where we typically dish tea on hot topics, things that are happening in the world. Rarely things that are happening with us, but we bring it here. So what's going on? What happened? Um, Versus happened and okay. baby did it happen. So on Saturday, I wasn't able to tap in fully like I would have wanted to mm-hmm. because we were preparing for the dinner, entertaining. I was hosting. Yeah. But um, the pieces that I did see on Saturday gave me exactly what I needed. Dance moves were busted out. But today I ran it back. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just honored. And it's just an honor <laughs> and a privilege to be from the motherfucking Bay Area. Okay? <laughs> like, ugh. Jack was like, you know that, and you know how Jack talked. He was so pumped. What did he say? He was loving. He was like, man, that shit go. That shit, you know how Jack talked. My mom was like, my mom was sounding like Jack. She was like, it was cool. You know how they, she was like, you know, it was cool. They was representing for the town, you know. I'm like, Ugh. I could just hear Connie She was talking. like, they was representing for the town, you know. We was in here. <laughs> That's how Jack was talking, you know. That shit was slapping. I'm like, okay. You know how he gets. He immediately gets. Let me tell you something. Take it back to Oakland. To be in high school during the high hyphy, yeah, it's I the mean, pinnacle of the hyphy, <laughs> hyphy area. Whenever hyphy I hear movement. those songs, it just takes me back to that place. And I was a hyphy wifey. I was really mm. hyphy. Like mm. I was hyphy AF. I was with all of the shits. Okay. okay. So. The way E forty dance is the way I really be dancing, like yeah. acting like I'm in a car, in like a scraper. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you gotta have the footwork. Your neck gotta be stiff. Hands gotta be moving. <laughs> the DJ, so one of the DJs, so um, Big Vaughn, he was on like our radio station. He's like the big boy big of the boy. bay. Mm-hmm. And then DJ Slowpoke, he used to DJ all the parties that we were going mm-hmm. to, like Sweets Barroom, Sons of Italy. <laughs> This one on Martin Luther King in West Oak. We were just doing a lot. Yeah. So it definitely was nostalgic. It was nostalgic. Yeah. It took you back to a special place in time. Right. Especially going to Vallejo High School. Bitch. E-40 <laughs> was everybody's uncle. Yeah. Even though he really wasn't. Dead. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It yeah. was very epic. You know, I love a bay tune. It was epic. You know, I love a bay tune. 
And people from the East Coast really don't be fucking with us like that. And I'm like, people, I'm, when somebody. Why did they say Too Short was trying to like talk shit about like LA? SoCal? Saying that's what I'm be biting off of us. That's what I hear. I mean, there is biting. DJ mm. Mustard, Did he it? really be biting the bass down. Come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. He do. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he was talking specifically to him, but if he was, facts, points were made. Okay. So he did say something. I'd miss that part, but he was saying something like, Y'all got y'all biting off the bag. You know how to too short, short talk. talk. Yeah. Uncle Short, short dog in the house. Period. I mean, it was a good time. From the Bay to LA. You that was know my fave. That was your favorite? My favorite versus is still T Pain and Lil John. Mm. Still. It's still my favorite. Nothing's topping it. This one was my this one was good just because E-40 was dancing and he was really making it. And the songs, and it's just, I, I think it's just being from there. It's the pride that I have. Yeah, it's the pride. It's the pride <laughs> that I have for being from the Bay. It's like, bitch, all my people that I was seeing that I know from the Bay, we was on the same type of time. Bitches were pumped. They said it was a Super Bowl of the Bay. Brittany, log off. <laughs> Y'all got to log off. We were logged on, tapped in, turned on. Right, the Abraham. <laughs> The Abraham of the Bay. It was the Super Bowl of the Bay because yeah. I seen everybody going dumb, going stupid, going. Remember we used to say going dummy retarded. I've never actually said that, but oh. you would know. You would know. Well, bitch, you would know. Yeah, you hold it down. You hold it down for us. So I love it. Now, what I need to see is a Warren G DJ Quick battle. Dun, 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 the dun, day dun, Warren G and DJ Quick, I feel like that would be a good mashup. I feel like that would be a pretty good mashup. Although Warren G hasn't had as many like I was about to say, well, I I'm I'm haven't been a big fan. I'm not I'm not yeah. not a fan, but mm-hmm. I only know regulators. regulators. Yeah. Whatever else. I mean, I'm trying to think of who another DJ Quick mashup would be. DJ Quick for show needs his somebody to piece up with him. And it can't be Snoop Dogg, because Snoop Dogg is like a little bit too large. Snoop Dogg already went with DMX. Oh yeah, same. And I didn't Snoop watch Dog that. Was cutting up. I only I watched watch a little that. bit of it. But I need y'all tell me. You're from LA. You already know the vibes. DJ Quick. Ooh, I love DJ Quick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> give me somebody who would match up with like match up with DJ Quick. I don't know. I love. I wish that Nate Dog was still around. Oh, for sure. Hell no. Nah, 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 nah. And that's the thing. I forgot that the, I didn't even know it was an E40 song. E-40, he looked good. He looked great. He looked really good. And we'll give was, him his flowers. He was really gigging. He was fucking it up. We will say. What else is he? Um, and you know what else? Really quick sidebar. I think people are here just kind of over the like the um streaming content. Like I don't think they are. You don't think not they're the over, verses, like, bitch? People have functions in their backyards with these with this verses. There wasn't that many people in the verses though. It was like. 200,000. That's because people from other parts of the world don't really fuck with the Bay. So I don't think I don't it's know because why. I don't think it's because they're over the verses. I think that it's just that if you're not California, you're from California. So we really fuck with them. Yeah, we know it's But popping. people outside are like, oh, E42, sure. I don't really give a fuck about them. I'm That's not. probably small fish. Right. Right. Yeah, small yeah. fish. It's small but I mean, fish. you know, they're lost. Because. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyway, um, we were supposed to be getting our superpowers today at Dead. twelve. I was up at twelve and I didn't feel activated. 
The Negro so, Solstice. There's so much stuff happening today with the planets and the stars and Aquarius and Scorpio. I don't know the exact thing, uh, but really? it's supposed to be some powerful shit. This is the first time <laughs> Scorpio Aquarius is wherever it's at in 19 years. There okay. was an eclipse. Tons then, of things happening in the eclipse. Tons of things happening on top of it being 2020. And uh, the word on the block is from a tweet. A woman said that the black people, black people, were supposed to be getting their superpowers today. So, you know, the jokes were flying on Twitter, on Instagram. Motherfuckers had that filter on. They made their eyes look like a laser. <laughs> like Dr. Kumar. <laughs> Saying that they they felt like they had their powers. I was like, where are my powers at? Because I feel the same the way I feel on the 20th. This morning Where's when I was shit? making my water, when I was preparing, I'm thinking like, if my powers just start right now, I'm trying to think like, what would I And they said that's how you got to start. You got to drink water with lemon. Really? You know, I do that every day. That every they said day. you got to drink water with lemon to activate your powers. Water with lime is what I drink every day. And then somebody was like, drink a little ginger ale, lay down. Once I seen of this Michael Jackson, I'm sure y'all have all seen it where Michael Jackson is like at a concert and he's like moving his foot in. And they were like, dun, 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 dun. they were like, if your powers haven't started, you got to do this to activate it. And the foot was like, <laughs> we'll post that on our story. To be? Um, I would say maybe invisibility. I mean, but it it, it could be anything. Anything. I don't know. It wouldn't be mind reading because I thought about that this morning. I was like, I don't, don't want to know what no people minds. fucking thinking about me or thinking about shit. I don't want to fucking know. No, I don't want to know. Um, and it wouldn't be your mind. <laughs> it wouldn't be flight. I don't give a fuck about that. I know what you, who flight like to fly places. I wouldn't oh, want to do that. Transport, being able to transport, that would be what cool. What is that? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> being able to transport. Being able to transport, like so get from here to, to work. Drive. Oh, save some mileage on my whip. Um, sorry. Maybe. I don't know. Invisibility. Invisibility. Didn't, I mean, you could be everywhere at once. Like, not everywhere at once, but you could just pull up. Then you could hear the conversation. I would want access to unlimited coins. No. I don't think that that's, like, a superpower. That's not, like, a. I don't think that's a superpower. See, people taking no, advantage. No, it is. It is. It, I say it is what it is. Black people deserve. Mm-mm. Yes. That doesn't seem like a superpower, though. Like, I have access to Yes, it does. To I have money. access. Yes, it's a superpower. Okay, well, sure. then, honestly, truly, then you would need to share your power with me, and I would need no. to your power and share with you. What is the power you're sharing me? Go creep up on these niggas. Like, girl, I done teleported to your nigga house, and I saw what I yeah, saw. Yeah, that's why I would do invisibility. Like, Germany, I need you to put in your cloak and go pull up on <laughs> I would be putting it on. What did you see? What bitch. did you see? Tell me what you saw. Now tell like, me who she was. Who the bitch is, right? <laughs> tell Remember me. with that little cloak, like in Hogwarts, um, Harry Potter, bitch, mm-hmm. I would have my cloak on. Yeah. Okay. I would be like, Brittany, give me my cloak. Hand me my cloak, bitch. I'm out of here. Period. I would have the bitch sitting on the driver's Put seat. Your shit on. on the passenger seat. I would pull my cloak. <laughs> sitting in the car park with the coat cloak on. You don't see me, but I see you. That's what happened to me when I had stole at Walmart. The security guard told me Ooh, we had stolen in the parking lot before we went in. Security guard go say to us, 
while y'all was washing me, I was washing you. That's some I'm old like, shit. He was probably old and black. He was black. And I would have that cloak on, and as soon as that nigga opened up the door, I would slip right into his house. He'd come back from doing something, I would be boop, right there and sitting on the And then take the cloak right off. No, 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 that's right. No, I'm going to take the cloak right off, and you go see what I saw, what I saw, and I'm saying what I'm saying. And then when it's time to go, I'll pop the cloak back on, vanishing this bitch. Like, you don't know where I'm going to be. I'm like, oh, so, you thought, huh, nigga? Yeah, Bow. you don't know where I'm going to be, so you better be on your best behavior. Oh my god! And that's on period. And that's on Mary out a little lamb. That's on it. Oh my god! Be on your best behavior because I can put this thing on and off, and we can play if you want to play. The play all day. Yeah. Okay. No, that's so funny. Yeah, I seen a lot of memes. We'll post that one with the Michael Jackson on the story. Yeah, make sure you post it because you got it. Yeah, so funny. What else is T? Um, the stimulus. So. Mm. They finally come to a deal. Roll the stimmy. About the stimulus. So it was supposed to be another $1,200 stimulus. That's what was initially being said. But then they couldn't come to an agreement. Um, Congress went on recess. They came back. And now they're saying that the $600 stimulus checks should be dispersed this week. So the thing with this one is um, everybody in the home including kids will be getting $600. So if you got four people in your house, that's 2,400 coming to the crib. No, but they're now saying that it's child dependence. It's not adult. Not dependence. adult dependence. I'm talking about kids. Sorry. Kids. Which sucks. So if it's a kids and two married, two married people, that's 2,400. But if you have your grandma, if you claim your grandma, you ain't getting your grandma's money. And if you change your, if you claim your adult children who are like 21, 22, like people yeah, do. No, no, no. But they get their own. They get their own money. Mm. So it's kids dependent. So whoever's in the home, that's a child. Um, so you're going to get $600. Um, married couples earning up to $150,000, they'll receive the $1,200. If you make under $7,000 $7, or under, you get the $600. And then they start going 7, down from there. $75,000. $75,000, you get the $600. And then they start going down from there. They're going to do an additional $300 a week in For the unemployment, um, unemployment through March 14, 2021. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Why? I want the full number one. Six hundred is like nothing. That's like a drop in the bucket for people. But it's who are, still some. No, 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 no. I know. But what I'm saying is for people like me, honestly, it would be a blessing to get whatever because I'm still working through the motherfucking pandemic. I haven't had any issues. Right. But for people who are really experiencing hardship, who really lost their in the face, it's a slap in the face. When it's they like, did the what? math, they said it's, we've been getting five dollars a day. Yeah, you and that's the $5 same shit they run in, in for people in in third world countries. countries. For twenty cents a day, you can sponsor a child. This is fucked up. That's nothing. That's nothing. But I'm still mad. I'm still mad. I want yeah. the full six. Don't say seventy five hundred. Give me a uh, seventy five thousand. Give me a number that's like two hundred thousand, five one hundred and fifty thousand. 75k nigga and what you know that now they done agree to that they agree to that so quickly so now they're going to be sending out the checks next week i'll let y'all know how much and I, got. I need that to be immediately deposited into my account to reimburse me for these christmas presents right last time i got 974 give me back the money that i spent on the christmas present we just want everything the devil stole honestly we've been paying y'all in motherfucking taxes y'all got our money everybody should have an account set up with all the taxes that they pay we should be drawing on that money like you know you've paid two million dollars in taxes over the last imagine that it's umpteenth million years now here you go we're going to give you a percentage of that 
I would be like, yes, give me my inheritance. That would no, be like your the inheritance. Reparation. Come on. I hate it here. I really fucking do. It's very ghetto in America. Very God. ghetto. They've started rolling out the vaccine to <laughs> the um, frontline workers. So I'm hoping that that means change is going to come. They are oh, rolling it out. Oh, oh, oh. They've given out 3,000 vaccines change in my health system. Three at your job? 3,000? In our health system, 3,000. What's your health system? <laughs> what's your health system the health system is like, like your hospitals the systems yeah the hospitals that make up the complete system Three thousand vaccines have been distributed to people who are working in the purple zones and then next will be probably the rest of us who work there. they can have my my job got now are they mandated or highly recommended recommended it's, okay. it's really is optional it's not so if you choose not to get it you good yeah okay you good i'm like somebody could take mine so after they people know after I'm all an time vaxxer there yeah. I mean people after are like, all of the frontline workers are um taken care of then they're going to be rolling it out in tears to the public yeah supposedly and then from there we should be able to open back up yeah 70 to 80 percent of people have to get the vaccine before so we can open i encourage you all to get it <laughs> <laughs> i encourage you all what did my 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 homegirls at work were like i said did you get your vaccine she was like yeah I know you're not getting it. I'm like, you know, I'm not. She was like, I know all the docs know too. We know you're an anti-vaxxer. I said, damn, the anti-vaxxer. Like, right, you know, that's such a stigma. I was like, don't spread that. Don't say anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Because then the people think on. you're like granola, hippie, and like, you're going to make fucking ready. the mumps come back or some shit. You know how people be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the mumps, you the, see, measles, the measles, you're living without that, huh? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Y'all just get your COVID vaccine and let let the op outside open back up and we can continue on. So we're about to see like how long it's going to take the outside to open back up. So whatever the new normal is. I'm thinking maybe... Next year. Summer? No. Because the majority of the population, it won't be offered to them until April or May. I can't imagine it being like, okay, everybody's vaccinated. Like, oh. now let's open things back up. Maybe towards the I feel the like it year. may be like a slow phase up, phase they might open back the outdoor dining. Did you see they're suing Gavin? The restaurants? Yes. The restaurants are suing Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of California, for banning outdoor dining. For how much? I don't know exactly. I've seen it briefly before we started chatting here. Oh, wow. No, I you know, know people don't fuck around, though. Yeah, they're no. pissed. They're really pissed. I mean, some restaurants are really going to tank, and I'm just hoping it's none of my faves. Because to see them go... And my, what hurt my, me? My favorite other in small businesses better not go under. Wax candy. My nail place. Honestly, actually, it could go. <laughs> it could go because I haven't been pleased with the work. Mm. I haven't been pleased with the work, but I like the girl, but not the. And honestly, my if nails, I don't like the work, I don't nails, like. I've had so many nail places during this pandemic. This is actually only my second during the pandemic. They never stopped, and they're not gonna stop. Okay, Diddy. Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. What else is popping? That's it. That's it for the tea. Okay, but there is something else <clears throat> popping, and that is the ratings and reviews. Mm -hmm. Brand new whip just hopped in. There it is. Um, so if you're new here, the ratings and the reviews really help our show. Last week we put out a CTA, and the homegirls showed up and they showed out, telling us what it is for them, and it was the relatability for them the sisterhood the realness the bravado the bravado the beta la for them so many things thank y'all so let me read our review of the week this one comes from um sheila 
She says, y'all are popping. It's the jokes and the LA to the Bay vibe you ladies bring every episode for me. I have been in tears with laughter numerous times listening to you guys, and I just feel like y'all are my personal homegirls. I'm from LA and now I reside in the Bay, so here I get the best of both worlds. Keep up the great work, the fulfilling, inspiring conversations, and the realness. Yeah, it's the realness for me too. Dead. <laughs> but yeah, it's the realness. Much love, you guys, and the utmost respect. Your sis, Sheila. Thank you so much. Oh, 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 oh Sheila. Let me love you too. Thank you the for the review. Comes. There were so many. There were so many, like, Keep it we up. got the new boo-boo babies here. One homegirl said, it's the homegirls getting major brand sponsors for me. You know what's popping. Brand new whip just hopped in. Keep opening up new doors for yourselves because we love to see it. Yeah. We love to see it too. When they hit our inbox, <laughs> we love it when we see it. So exactly. we're glad that you guys are um, noticing that because yeah. they're here to stay. Uh, next, if you haven't already, well, actually, if you have already, here's something else. There's a new CTA. Join us over on Patreon. We have a really um, close-knit community over there. It's an extension of what we do over here on the podcast. It's a monetary journey. Um, we're sharing tons of extra goodies, bonus episodes, playlists. We do a check-in every month where we basically tell our business. That's yeah. what the bonus episode is. We yeah. sit down. We talk about things we've been experiencing. I need to comb through because I think somebody has infiltrated our secret safe space. Will you be talking about that this week? On Patreon? <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot to be mad about. <laughs> no, I got a lot to talk about. So, I got a few things to share. So, yeah, if you are loving what we do here, join us over there. We can honestly, we don't be knowing who listening over here. So we try. We try to be, you know. We try to not say it all here and take it over there because. But damn, people are robbing our safe I space. I think somebody has gone through, but we will find you. <laughs> but for the other homegirls, sit tight and keep it cute. We also have our close homegirl story on Instagram where um, we share things like little text messages and just whatever we things. want to share. Mm -hmm. Who are our patrons this week? Our patrons this week are. Um, if you see a new patient, point them out. Where they at? Point them out. Where they at? Dead. Aisha. Hey, Aisha. Rihanna. Hey, Rihanna. Brittany. Brittany, what's good, girl? Kendra. Hey, Kendra. And Shama. Hey, Sh Shama. 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 Ranks. What is that? ASAP <laughs> Rocky. Is that ASAP Rocky? I think that's ASAP. ASAP Ferg. Shaba, quickly, quickly, Shaba. quickly. Do you think that Rihanna and thank y'all, first of all, for the patrons. Mm -hmm. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you for joining us over there. Do you think that Rihanna had a whole debate about this today? Do you think that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are in an entanglement or a relationship? It's probably relational. Period. I'm getting relationship. <laughs> it's a whole. I think they've always had a little thing. Right. And I think that they have some really great chemistry. The chemistry they probably is there. have some really hot, heavy sex. <laughs> the sex is probably hot and heavy. It's hot and heavy. It's for me. hot and heavy, and that's how I like it. Heavy yeah. and hot. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Relation. Hot. Speaking like of which, I'll be using my Tracy's dog tonight. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce it with partner. <laughs> I almost did. I was on the brink. What happened? I was on the brink. I'll I almost tell you. packed mine. I said, put him down. <laughs> Put, put, put it down. Wait, you almost brought it in? 
I Listen, almost we did. doing too much. Yeah, on, here. on the check in, on the check in, on the check in. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to get on the close friend story and tell them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, um, yeah. So what happened? Oh no, last week's episode. Yeah. So last week's episode was episode 169. Damn, we're really getting to the top. Uh, we started <laughs> off a new series, Wellness in Color. Um, and the episode was Healing Through Sound with Talia randolph so um talia is a skilled practitioner in the healing modalities of sound reiki meditation and yoga she's on a mission to ignite the seeds of light within the hearts of all beings and in last week's episode we chatted with talia about the benefits of sound healing the differences between mantras and affirmations and how to use sound therapy as an internal reset so in our episode last week talia was basically reminding us that sound therapy is a powerful tool that is available at our disposal to assist us along our healing journey. So that episode was really good. A lot of you really loved it. Um, it was really great for us. We have done sound baths multiple times. It's very accessible here in LA, but Talia just was able to give us a very um, candid conversation or offer us a candid conversation about what she does through sound healing. And, and hopefully it piqued your interest in you are exploring sound healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a goodie. Yeah, it was a goodie. So this week. Hey, y'all. During this quarantine, I have been rocking my hair in protective styles because I just really haven't had the time to do anything to my hair. But in between the styles, I've been making sure to keep my hair hydrated and moisturized by using Aussie's Miracle Moist Collection. Listen to me. The conditioner, the shampoo made with avocado and Australian jojoba oil are bay. They're so good. They're nourishing. They provide moisture. They protect my curls. I love it here. And I feel like you'll love it too. Aussie knows what they're doing. So if you're looking for products that are affordable, easy to find, starting at $2.99, you can learn more about Aussie products by following them on Instagram at Aussie Hair USA. Listen to me, you won't be disappointed. Aussie is one of my tried and true. My hair is thriving, and I know when summer comes around, I'm going to have hot girl hair and a hot girl summer. Check it out and let me know how you all love it. This week, what are we doing? So this week, we are continuing our Wellness in Color series, and we brought another homegirl on to chat with us about all things outdoorsy, inclusivity, wellness, sustainable fashion, mm-hmm. all the good things that we love. Yes. Especially with this pandemic, outdoors has become our new BFFs. Yeah. So today, we are going to be talking with our boo-boo baby, Evelyn Escobar. Uh, she is the creator and the founder of Hike Club, which is a hiking club here in LA. She's going to tell us all about what she does and just give us the insight that we've been yearning for. Who she is. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, hey, Evelyn, tell our listeners who you are. So I am a multi-passionate and multifaceted creator. I'm the founder of Hike Club, which is an intersectional women's hiking group based in Los Angeles, um, as well as just an activist by nature and model and self-taught nail artist, Virgo, Beyonce lover. The list can go on and on. We love to say our signs. And I love a Virgo. I too am a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love my Virgo sisters. I know a lot of Virgos. You love us, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> I really do. I love Virgos. I'm an earth sign. I mean, I'm an air sign, so it just works out. Or Virgos kind of ground me. Do we? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, y'all do. do. Yeah, because the airs be way up there. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> but Ev, okay, so Hike Club. I follow Hike Club. I wanted to come join some of the hikes, but then COVID happened, so I haven't had a chance to join yet. But what inspired you to start that? Like, what is what is the purpose behind Hike Club? What motivated you to get it cracking and get it going? Well, really, it was just my experience of going and doing um, just like outdoorsy things and realizing how homogenous the landscape was. I mean, I moved to L.A. It's been six years now. And, you know, I would hike around L.A. often. By the time I moved here, I had done all of the major hikes um, and I would hike by myself often, which is not the safest thing. But then I started to explore and go out to national parks like visiting the Grand Canyon. Um, I visited Zion National Park. That was like my first little um, nature road trip. And on that trip, I just realized that these national parks are just so white. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would get just like curious stares like on the trails. And I'm just like, why are y'all looking at me crazy? You know, Mm -hmm. I look more like the people who this land actually belongs to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just really one of those things that I'm like, why is it this way? And I know it doesn't have to be this way, because if I'm interested in this, you know, there are many other women of color, specifically black and brown women who have an interest or a desire to be in nature. And I want to create a community where we can all come together and sort of, um, you know, I can facilitate a kind of start into um, someone's relationship with nature so that they can experience sort of the healing that I did, that they can feel represented and welcomed and safe because there's safety in numbers. So really it was like a multitude of things. I love that. You know, when you speak about going to these national parks and um, various areas, because it's way different hiking or being in nature in LA, because, you know, LA is more like a, a melting pot. We see all type of people. And we're, I think, build a familiarity with seeing so many different type of people that when we see others on the trails or out in the, you know, in nature here, we're like, oh, what's up? It feels natural. But specifically speaking, when Brittany and I went to Arizona, to Sedona, (laughs) girl, the red state, red state vibes. I was like, ooh, it was really, it was really, um interesting and uncomfortable being out there and you do feel othered you know like we were out there just hiking doing our thing and it's like people had never seen black folks they were looking at us in amazement too yeah i'm like damn you never seen all this good honey in in person (laughs) i'm like what's up with it it was definitely like strange so you know this is definitely necessary to have this type of space for us because bitch i'm like i'm not i'm not feeling like i belong 
Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. like I said, it is so crazy because, you know, one of the things that we've done with High Club this year, because we have literally all had to like stay at home um, and not gather in groups as much, is really dive into why the outdoors are so white mm-hmm. and like the racist history of this land. And, you know, obviously to start, like we all exist on stolen land. It's because of the blood that was shed and the sacrifices that were um, made and basically like the domestic terrorism that happened to the Native American people Mm -hmm. of this actual land that we now have these national parks and these other sort of um, like national and state sanctioned areas for us to go to in that way and you know people oftentimes are like oh the outdoors are just like above politics and everything else like it's nature you know what I mean like how can this be a political thing? But it is political. Everything is political. And it's not free of its own sort of, you know, um, racist, whitewashed history. Period. Talk about it. I'm like saying, you put the nail in the coffin, baby. (laughs) That is, that's true. That's true. And you know, white people do be feeling like they own everything. Everything. I'm like, damn, y'all don't own outside. Right. Like, we can't hike. You like hiking. We want to hike. We want to run. I know. And and, and it seems so um, foreign for black people, people of color. Um, to want to be outside like like you mentioned Ev like there's healing and being out in nature there's restoration recentering grounding being in nature and we all deserve to be here it's nobody's this ain't y'all shit is what I'm trying to say right yes and I mean there's like so many different resources too to sort of read about um, just like being black and being in nature and the the inherent relationships that are there like you know this country it's like they expected us to like sow the land and then our relationship to the land stop at that you Mm. know what I mean like we have this inherent connection to it and but then they act like it's so foreign when we want to do when we want to actually recreate when we want to have fun when we want to feel joy when we want to heal on the land on our own terms and it should not be that way it shouldn't it shouldn't and um so we've spoken about doing outdoorsy things, which can be predominantly white or appear to be predominantly white. We've seen you talk about um, growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood or state. How is that? How was your experience being mixed race growing up there? Do you see any similarities to like now creating that avenue for us in the outdoors space? I mean, I think everything that I have experienced has definitely played a role in who I am now, what I've created now, and just the work that I continue to do. Um, You know, I I am Black and uh, Guatemalan-American, but um, Guatemalan, Indigenous to that land. So I grew up with this perspective of having... Um, you know, hearing these stories from my grandmother who grew up in like an actual indigenous experience as like a Maya Kiche woman in Guatemala mm. and hearing about the stripes and, you know, the oppression and the racism that indigenous people endure um, in our community there, but also being, you know, a black mixed race person in Virginia. Like it was a very... It, 
that experience just has really defined um, everything. And because I've had sort of this like circular sort of holistic um, view because of it, it has shaped basically everything that I do as far as like being very intentional, being very um, feeling that inherent responsibility that I have to do and create and make these spaces that uh, we need and to also, you know, help support and foster and lift as I climb because I think, you know, it is so important that when we are given sort of these tools and this access and or whatever sort of powers that we end up getting that we continue to pass it on. It is all of our inherent responsibility to do so. Period. It's the work of the black woman. That, everything is. you said, exactly. I'm like, we work so hard all the time. We do. Yes. We really do. No, I mean, it's, it's admirable work that you're doing. It's necessary work that you're doing. And, and all of our experiences are only shaping, you know, what we, what we're here to do, what we're live, we're here to live out the way we live out our purpose rather. And I think when we tap into our experiences as children or life, lifestyle, livelihood, um, we're able to grow in the way that we should be going like this, this show. I right. feel like what you do with high club, which I love the name and I want to get into that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what you do with hype club is similar to what we do here with this show, you know, recognizing a need and, um, a lack and understanding that it's important for women of color, people of color, black, specifically black people and black women, of, um, black women to have spaces where we feel like we, deserve to be to feel seen and to feel heard and I, I feel like there's that definitely alignment with what you do and like what we do and what so many other um creatives are doing right now is so important it is and it's just building community mm -hmm. definitely building community um and you can build community in so many different ways like germany said we build it here with the podcast you build it with height club and the other things you're involved in what does community mean to you um, I think when I talk about like a sense of responsibility, it, it's also sort of this responsibility to community. Like, you know, obviously High Club is like a very literal representation of community, but no matter what sort of uh, work I've done, you know, I always have that same North Star of making sure that I am doing what I can to help either represent um, black people, um, or to, you know, help open doors or help people on their journeys, whatever it is, because, you know, even just like in work, I basically, I've been freelancing for the last year of my life, which has been such a crazy ride. But before that, um, I was working full time for undefeated mm. and I, helped to get the first black woman up on the billboard um on La Brea Avenue wow. and this was like an intentional um moment as far as like I think we had a billboard that previously had like Whitney Houston or something on there but this was the first time that we had like a black female athlete in this very white male dominated space get on this billboard and that was, that is like a whole story in itself that involved like nike and us but um it's just sort of a nod to just like 
it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always trying to um, do good and do better for my community in whatever way I can. So if that means helping make that billboard happen, then that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Advancing, advancing us. That's what it seems like to exactly. me. Have you always had that spirit though? Or is this something that has come to you as a, like, as you mature and you become an adult? Or have you well, always I told been like, y'all, Fuck I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> basically I came out of the womb this way. Um, no, but seriously, it seriously has always been something that was ingrained into me from a very, very young age. I know I mentioned uh, my grandma, and she is a huge uh, part of why it was, but I have always had this bigger sense of sort of responsibility and purpose to do everything that I can to just contribute to the greater good in that way. And when I talk about the greater good, I mean, it is really specifically talking about black and brown people Mm -hmm. um, because obviously that, that, that community and that communal tie is so strong. Yes. Um, I want to back up a little bit because we just immediately got into like, okay, hi, Claire. Like, tell people a little bit about yourself personally, like who Evelyn is along your journey. Because you mentioned freelancing and uh, having a past with Undefeated. Like, share a little if you're if you're comfy, cozy about your journey and, and how you even got here, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, um, like we mentioned a little bit, I grew up in Northern Virginia. Shout out to Woodbridge, Virginia. Okay. Um, but I kind of grew up around Northern Virginia, obviously mainly in Woodbridge. I went to school in Richmond. I went to VCU. So I had this very, like, um, non-traditional sort of L.A. story. I mean, I know a lot of L.A. people are transplants, but, like, I didn't go to college here. I um, decided to come here later. But after college, I actually did an internship in the office of the First Lady, Michelle Obama. Okay. And then right forever, after that. Forever First Lady. <laughs> forever. Forever in our hearts. The only one we acknowledge. Exactly. Period. The only one we acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately started working. And I wasn't working in like, you know, a dream job or anything. I was literally doing production for this uh, website that used to be like Groupon called Living Social. Mm. And while I was there, they started a social media team. And because I had been interning in social media um, stuff, like while in college, I ended up getting hired for their team. And then soon after that, kind of soon, I ended up um, moving to L.A. where I started doing social for um, a women's shoe brand. So once I got to LA, I kind of just jumped around from like fashion and beauty brands. Uh, and then my last uh, job, I obviously ended up at Undefeated. But in the meantime, once I got out here and I realized sort of the landscape of, you know, the work that I do and how everyone who is sort of doing like social media professionally is also paying attention to what they post and, um, you know, branding themselves in that way. I was like, oh, wait, I need to actually pay attention to that because if I want more jobs, I need to be able to, like, hold my own and to show that I can, like, grow my own sort of thing. And so that is kind of what got me to start paying attention to my own sort of social media um, platforms. And then from there, just kind of paying attention and, like, testing and learning and figuring out what exactly I wanted to share 
that ended up taking a life of its own and it allowed me to finally just go freelance last year and it has been so crazy this has been the craziest year of my life but it's been so fulfilling and i've gotten to work on projects that i would have never in a million years thought that i would be working on so it's been a serious blessing but also just a wild ride period (laughs) period Think fast. Are you a pig person or the floss string sort? No matter how you clean in between, Quip has you covered and their new refillable floss pig makes it easy on the go. You all know Quip, the electronic toothbrush you hear about all the time, but it's their sleek reusable floss pig you'll want to use next. The durable handle is easy to guide, restrings with a click, and comes with a compact mirrored dispensing case for on the go. I love how cute and sleek it is. Yes. Plus, a single refill pod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. Not a pick person? Quip also has refillable floss string that expands to clean. This holiday season, check out Quip's exclusive deals. And if you go to getquip.com BGV right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash BGV. Let me spell that for you. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash B-G-V. Quip. Better oral health made simple. You social really well. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Like your, <laughs> your social, your page is on point. Yeah. I'm like, wow, well, the aesthetic. You. I'm feeling the fits. I'm feeling the nails. I'm the feeling na- the it's messages. It's the nail art for me. It's all the messages for me. I'm like, okay, come on, Ev. Bring <laughs> it around. Bring it around. Okay. Give us intentional posts. Okay. Yeah. I'm working on that. I so well, I'm terrible with social. I'm terrible. I suck. It definitely helps having basically my background be in it you know what I mean that would be some shit if I actually sucked at it um (laughs) but it clearly was a natural alignment and I'm glad that I just listened to that inkling to keep going that direction because even early on I understood that if I can sort of understand this and like master this practice that that will open sort of the the gates to kind of everything else you know what I mean because it is it is a tool it is literally Mm -hmm. a social and community tool and if you can talk to people and if you can um captivate people in that way then you can take that and run with it to do anything you're, you're speaking to us right that now. That is a gym. I hope you guys had your pins. <laughs> I had mine because, you <laughs> know, pins. we talk about how it's difficult it is for us with social and me personally. Like I'm te- like I said, I'm terrible. I have this fear of fucking vulnerability and sharing and it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, so. But like you have to just show up as your authentic self and that requires some vulnerability. Yeah. But. You know, it is the more that you sort of um, invest in yourself in that way, the more that you give yourself the opportunities that you eventually want to be paid for and you want people hitting you up about, then that stuff will all come. Like, I always say, you know, I basically spent, I don't know, a solid like three years of just doing my own little side hustle of like trying to, um, you know, create a platform that. I felt actually was 
um, seamless with me. And that allowed me to eventually quit my full-time job and just make that sort of my full-time thing. But that would not have been possible had I not used um, social media as a tool of like self-development and discovery because I think a lot of people get lost in thinking they have to be this way or that way to be successful on social media but it's like the more that you can authentically unlock yourself Mm -hmm. and do things that come naturally to you that don't feel like a burden or doesn't feel like you're you know putting on sort of this front then Mm -hmm. the smoother the ride will be period because that's my ride be rocky my yeah. ride be bumpy <laughs> the roller coaster. i'm like oh the shit the potholes i'm like okay there's potholes on my in my route yeah it's so I, think hard. That, I think that what um what ev said um two things that stuck out were authenticity and vulnerability and i think there's really an art to being vulnerable which this is give Evs her flowers um yeah. <laughs> I think you've mastered the art of being vulnerable because you share things that we can clearly see that you're being transparent, but you're not oversharing. It's just giving small peaks and it's showing us relatability and that you are being open, but it's not like, oh, we know all about business, right? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, we know all about her, but it's like we know small pieces about her that make her relatable, that make her human. Mm-hmm. And it's really done with art. So kudos to you for, for doing that. Period, Pooh. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, when it comes to like um, that balance of obviously not oversharing, but sharing enough so people know that you're not a fucking robot right. is really Beyonce. Although now she's more so on the robot side. She is. But there was a point where she was a little bit more balanced. But what I I kind of always use her as my North Stars because, you know, even now, even though she doesn't really do interviews and stuff like that, we all know a ton about Beyonce. But when she wants to keep something private, that shit is unlocked. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. still lives her private life and does her thing. So I always sort of think of her as as my North Star when it comes to privacy. And now if you are my North Star. <laughs> <laughs> The and, guide now, and now you are mine okay no i do i do say we used to say all the time like what would beyonce do when we knew that we needed to get on our shit with yeah. the social we were like what would beyonce do and you're right she does have the art of vulnerability master because we still do not know what happened in that elevator oh yeah that's <laughs> the fact that we don't I'm know so weak. yeah i'm like queen just <laughs> tell us what happened sis what happened we'll never get that that tea um, the speak- I know we do need some questions and, and some answers, but um, we will never get those because you know she ain't saying shit. But she be teasing, you know. You know, we, of course, we, shit we goes internet. down when we there's got, a billion dollars in right, the elevator. Right, we want to know what was the mm-hmm. shit that went down. We want to know. We want to know. Beyonce, if we you're listening, details. we're still we're, we're still waiting. <laughs> we're still waiting. We're still waiting. But I really love how transparent you are about your skin journey about how you speak about your hyperpigmentation and your psoriasis. That is admirable because I too had a um, skin journey. Like when it, I think it started like two years ago or three, maybe yeah. Three, yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened, but my skin just, I do know what happened. It was the birth control that uh. my primary care physician <laughs> subscribed to me. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, my skin just went haywire. When I say it was like, 
Fuck you, bitch. That's what your skin That's was That's what saying. my skin said. Yeah, it just woke up one day and said, one fuck day, you. One day, it just went crazy. I couldn't, like, gain control, control of it. It was just horrible, and, like, it really affected my confidence. And seeing you share that on social media is, like, a different level for me because I was battling it, but I was battling, battling, battling it alone. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine me posting something on the feed, like, you know, this is me. This is it. Yeah. Like this is what's happening. So like where did where did you find that confidence to be transparent about your skin journey on social? Honestly, it took me a very long time to sort of come to that. But eventually I came to the point that like if you are that bitch, you are that bitch with spots, without spots, you know, purple hair, red hair, whatever it is that doesn't change right and you know it's something that i have had to deal with since i was like in high school i've had psoriasis since then but it's appeared in like many different forms you know sometimes it's been better sometimes it's been worse sometimes you can tell sometimes you can't um and i think just this sort of journey like i said i've really used sort of social media as this tool to pull like my the best out of myself Mm. and in doing so finally realized like it is so silly to not talk about it you know what I mean I'm someone who is like you gotta champion everything that you got including the fucking you know breakouts that may happen every once in a while because that's fucking real and otherwise you like you said you're suffering in silence or you're you're you know wearing clothes to mask it so people don't like and and i'm like i i don't want to do that i don't want to be just like showing you know the the highlights and i i if you see me out in a short sleeve shirt, you're going to see, you know, my little spots in my arms if I'm flaring up that time. So it was just more so like, this is real. This is what it is. And, and I, you know, people would like ask me or like, oh, you know, what is that? Whatever. And it's just like, it shouldn't be this taboo thing. It should be normal to talk about it. I'm not the only one with a fucking skin issue. You know what I mean? It's just it's been taboo to talk about and that I just feel like it's just so, um, so antiquated. Like we should be open about these things. We should be talking about these things. We shouldn't be hiding ourselves. We shouldn't feel shameful because sometimes our skin may appear different, you know, every once in a while. And you know, what is so crazy is that in doing so, and in this whole like sort of skin journey, I have booked some of my biggest fucking shoots Mm. at the times when, like, my skin was, like, peak flare. Like, I did this Refinery29 shoot. I did this shoot for Girlfriend Collective. Mm. And um, I remember with the Girlfriend Collective one, there were a few girls commenting on the post, like, oh, my God, I have psoriasis, too, and I've never seen a model with psoriasis and that for me was just everything because I also had never seen it and so to be that person and just you know be fearless about it was just a really beautiful thing you know I was just liberating I'm veggie backing on that I was actually gonna say in 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 the process of you being so transparent and vulnerable comes these aligning opportunities like the the partnership that you have with the my topicals i'm like look at this yeah shit is coming out of vulnerability and <laughs> no, this seriously. is what makes me say 
a bag is on the other side. A bag is on the other. A side. bag has to be on the other <laughs> side. Okay, post some we shit. We are where the money motherfucking resides. Where the money resides. Where the money resides. By seamless alignment, like that's. God. I think that is like just the biggest thing that I preach is when you are just showing up one hundred percent as your authentic, true self. Everything just starts to kind of unfold in front of you. But the important thing is to always be listening to that inner voice that guides you in the directions that you need to go. And if you are doing all of those things, you will always succeed. Period. You will not fail. Let and that's on Mary head. had a little lamb. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you are very sick. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met. But with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing that helped me with this, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls. Starting with words then phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance and for the woman on the move whether you're on your desktop or using the app Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life they have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline meaning you can learn anytime anywhere and I have a secret for you for a limited time Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership at 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and 
also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen... Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door. Ready to heat and eat in just two minutes? Y'all, no more grocery shopping. No more chopping. No more dishes. Just restaurant-quality goodness made with fresh, high-quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious, healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right. You heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. 
So Ev, you um <laughs> have some great sense. You have a great sense of fashion. You do. She has a great sense of fashion, ladies. Okay. I'm like, okay, the girl, the, the pieces hit. The pieces are hitting. <laughs> pieces I'm like, hit. the pieces and the fits. I'm like, I'm inspired. Yeah. So, in addition to you having this great sense of fashion, you're also really into sustainable fashion. Where does that come from? Like, how can the girls be more sustainably fashionable? But still fit it. Yeah, know? yeah. I want to be cute, but sustainable. Yeah, she wants to be cute, sustainable. Yeah. And her Honestly, ass needs to look good in the sustainable fit. I will fits. say this. Like, a lot of sustainable fashion brands are expensive yeah. as fuck. But you know what's not expensive is shopping secondhand and mm. going to thrift stores or, you know, Depop or whatever it is. And buying shit that's already been created, that's already been used, but still looks just fine. You know what I mean? You can wear that and look cute and not be adding to sort of this like endless consumer chain of just buying, buying, buying all these new things. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like a lot of, I mean, I just love my oversized shit. So I'm always looking Same. for like, you know, vintage t-shirts or like sweatshirts or whatever it is um on these sort of sites and not even realizing that i'm like being this like sustainable person you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it really is more so sometimes on just like the style tip but it is a sustainable practice at the end of the day and so i think it's just like being more aware and also just like finding the um alternatives and just being cognizant that like you know do we really need all of these new things which is something that i still have to remind myself all the time because i love buying shoes mm -hmm. uh, um but you know finding that balance of just like okay well you know these things i can buy from a vintage store but you know maybe this one thing i'll buy like brand new just having that sort of balance in mind is key Yes, if we want to be on this planet a little while longer, y'all, we got to start doing our part. Yeah. Part is key. Because it's real. Exactly. It's real. It's you know? real. It's real. You know what else has been real? 20 motherfucking 20. So uh -huh. 2020 came Oof. and pulled the rug from under all of our feet. I mean, we all hit the motherfucking <laughs> ground at feet the up, same time. And we got rocked. And we saw you hitting the pavement ass. Yes. Um, shout out to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were out there. You were with it. And we appreciate you for that. But how has self-care looked like for you during the, during this pandemic? Like, what have you had to do to be like, hold on, got to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. This is what it this is what it is. You know, it has been a struggle because we're technically supposed to be like in our damn houses all the time. Right. And that alone is draining. But I've definitely made I mean, I basically was able to do the things that I was sort of already doing just in a bigger way. Like, you know, I would already go on road trips. I would already do these little nature trips. And because um, of just how everything is, I was able to do that more frequently. You know, I went to like Yosemite like three times this year, which is crazy. Mm. Um, take me and... with you if you go a fourth. Right. <laughs> if you go a fourth, take me with you. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Um. You know what? We we might just make that possible in 2021, but we'll see what uh, COVID is looking like. But, right. you know, making that time to just go out into nature, to reset myself, because that's honestly the biggest reset for me. Even just going outside, taking a walk in the neighborhood, 
and riding my bike, whatever it is, making sure that I'm doing those things have been such a huge tool, along with just like, you know, regular shit like meditating and journaling and therapy. Woo! Shout out to Rayanne. That was my therapist. <laughs> I <laughs> shout her out. I actually started going to therapy this year. I started in like August or something. Mm -hmm. And that shit is so life-changing. Everyone needs to be fucking going to therapy. And it should not be on some reactive shit. Like, oh, something is like so wrong with me Mm -hmm. that now I need to go to therapy. Like, we should all be doing this as a preventative measure and for our own mental health. Yes. But the way that it is talked about, it is so reactive. And I really hate that about um, just the mental health conversation in this country. But with that said, I found her on um open path collective Mm -hmm. which provides um low cost therapy you just have to buy like a a membership that i think is like 60 bucks or something but it's just like a one-time fee and then it allows you to contact any of the therapists on their platform and like i only pay 50 dollars for therapy and that is a blessing because i could not afford to go you know with a regular um fee which i don't know is like maybe 150 or 200 dollars that she charges yeah so yeah that is just that has been a huge tool we love therapy we do we recommend therapy we do everyone should be in therapy so please if the only thing you get out of this interview is i should go to therapy that would be enough for me there you go get it you know what i need to tap back in with the therapy tip because i had i didn't think that that therapist was aligned with me yeah i there finding a therapist is like dating honestly truly you're the the first one might hit but it might not you have to recognize you know you're not really a good fit for me yeah that doesn't mean i'm not gonna date or go to therapy but i'm just gonna find someone who's more aligned yeah, you sometime. definitely have to date around because it's got to be someone that you are absolutely comfortable with, you know, being totally vulnerable to. And with her, I will say I got really lucky because she I mean, in Open Path, you can search by like race and ethnicity. So, of course, I was looking for a black woman therapist. Period. And I stumbled on hers and I think she had the she had listed like black and latinx and i was like oh wait this is too perfect (laughs) so i emailed her and literally the next day she emailed me back like yeah i'm available whatever so we had a consultation i was like oh shit okay no this feels good she's the right one we started our sessions and then i like asked her like okay so you know what is your background and she was like oh i am black and latina and i was like oh shit this was literally divine intervention because this is exactly what i was looking for oh you see see so finding those therapists is basically well i'm just gonna say don't settle for the wrong dick because that's that's what it's like okay don't settle don't settle insane get the one you want get the one you want yeah get the one you it's deserve it's important to get the one you want and that you deserve and that will fulfill you period okay because i was settling for one that wasn't the one i wanted I too yeah i i started no i started my therapy journey in august too and after about two three sessions i was like it's not really a vibe it's yeah. not a vibe and i haven't taken the steps to find a new one yet but um that's open on my path, to-do list my open, open path, path collective yeah. might be the way that we yeah yeah for sure i'm definitely gonna listen yes, to them because i've heard about look. them multiple times from multiple people like and they've really found some good therapists for okay. cost efficient i'm gonna tap in with that too mm-hmm. for sure thanks for that t i had my, my question i don't know we're backpedaling but 
I like it. Yeah. Um, high club. <laughs> Why not club? Yeah. Why club? <laughs> like I love club, but like, what is that? Give me tea. Um, well, the whole thing was just supposed to be this like light-hearted, fun, warm, inviting um, thing. So I was like, why not name it something that I already say amongst friends and joke around with? Mm. So that's how Hike Club came to be. And it is also such a distinctly different name than any sort of like white hiking group. Yes. You know, they're not calling themselves Hike Club. So it was like a very sort of intentional cultural moment um, to call it that. I love that. That's so cute. So cute and fun. It's like clur. That's how I say it to myself. <laughs> That's exactly how I say it to myself too. Oh, see, perfect. And also, I seen that High Club is um, coming out with some sustainable merch. Oh, I oh see. yes, we are. Um, we are coming out with this really cool shirt that we made on a T-shirt that's made out of um, recycled cotton. So look out that very soon alicia and that's how you walk that. it like you talk it alicia would love that she would good yeah. gift we'll be yeah, getting yeah. it as a gift yeah, for yeah. a friend <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully she didn't hear that right piece. right right turn it off here alicia <laughs> <laughs> i think that that's it this is really cute yeah, and fun and you are so cute yes you really are and we really appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us but can you let the homegirls know where they can find you on socials because i know they want to know and and how to join the uh, club yes. Club. yes so you can find me at eve meets west it's spelled exactly like it sounds um you can find high club at high club you can also find us at highclub.com and if you want to join or be a part of the club there are so many different ways um you can tag us in your nature pictures you can follow us you can show up to our events when covid isn't being a bitch and we're doing that um you can donate to us through our website you can write to us whatever it is you know we have so many different ways to kind of support us and to be a part of our community. So there isn't just a one size fit all. We love that. Ev, also, I want to say congratulations that uh, Hype Club is a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. that happened this year, right? We love to see you. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, congratulations. And I know entrepreneurship and this journey can be daunting and it's tough, but you're doing such a great job. We see the work that you're doing for black and brown women everywhere and um, it's necessary work and we're just so grateful to be connected to you. Keep we doing your shit. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you all so much. This was such a pleasure. Yay. We'll chat soon.